now, boys and girls, welcome into show 92 of the Pucknologist here on Teal Town, USA. <sighs> I'm AJ underscore strong along with Rocket Backhander. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And Hockey Jerk will be joining us momentarily once he, uh, I don't know, gets off of, once he comes back from being on assignment. <laughs> Hello to everyone in the chat. Let's talk about what happened after week 20 here with the Sharks in the NHL. So, as you know, Sharks went 2-1 and one versus Calgary, Winnipeg, and Minnesota over their last 10 games. 5-5-0, five, five and oh, just like last week when we were here. Uh, however, last week they were 9 points out of a wild card. Now they are 10 points out of the wild card. And still, nobody wants to win the division. 4 points separating 1 through 5 in the Pacific. However, Edmonton has now overtaken Vancouver for the lead after Edmonton won in overtime earlier today. Uh, Sunday as we're recording this and Vancouver lost. So we've got 3 games on the docket to discuss. First one versus Calgary, a 6-2 loss, some horrible officiating, and the Sharks' only offense would come from the defense. Um, some people on Twitter not getting my uh, my funny take on that, saying that I found the defense rather offensive that night. But anyway, you can't blame officiating for letting in three goals on the power play. Am I right, Vegas fans? Oh, but we're going to try. Yes. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that game, especially after they had swept Alberta, they come back, get their asses handed to them. At least it was only one home game. Then they go on the road for back-to-backs. Uh, boy, I, I, this to me had like nightmare written all over it. I thought they were going to just go 0-3 for this week, Rocket. Yeah, I fully concur with you, uh, especially during the second night of that back-to-back. Jamie started in on that whole, oh, you know, they're they're on the second night of this back-to-back, and and the other team is it. And I'm like, shut up. God, I'm just tired of that freaking narrative. It's so worn out and so bogus. It's just bunk. Because, like, even if they had, I mean, they went out and they won. So it's like all of a sudden it would have been like, well, Sharks aren't playing like they're on their second night of a back-to-back. Ooh-hoo-hoo. It's just shut up. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a narrative that's like, well, this is what we expected. But you know what it is? I'm beginning to think that the color guy, like Jamie, God bless him. I love you. You're an important part of this team. But I'm beginning to feel like sometimes, and especially, you know, the studio guys too. They're, they're like, they're like your horoscope. You know, like sharks are gonna wake up and do some things today. They might actually perform. They might not. We'll see. Yeah. That's your shark's horoscope for today. You know, like, it's so generic. vague. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I'm just shut up. Yeah, I'm pulling my best Rob Lowe where I'm just, you know, I'm not supporting this particular team. I'm just going <laughs> to wear the this. League. Just the league. I'm just supporting the league in general. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so you see them go to Winnipeg and Minnesota, a 3-2 victory in Winnipeg. Dell would start his fifth straight. We'd see Shellman return. Uh, Gregor would get called up while Latunov sent down. This is Brent Burns' 1100th game. Somehow it didn't work out. He could have taken one game off, so it would have been in Minnesota, but I digress. Uh, Dell would play maybe his best game of the season. Outright stole this game for the Sharks. Uh, weird stretches of no shots on goal for the Jets in this. I think it was like seven minutes into the first before they got a shot on goal, nine minutes into the second. It was bizarre. Uh, Kane would throw an elbow for the second straight game. <laughs> 
and end up getting in a hearing with Department of Player Safety. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, then we also find out Eric Carlson breaks his thumb in this game and is now out for the season. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but I will say this, just you can't say enough good things about Aaron Dell from that game. Outright theft in Winnipeg Rocket. Yeah, no, uh, I think that, you know, when he's in the and when the bleh, words, I need to use them. Mm-hmm. When he was in the AHL, you know, he, he always had the moniker of being the he's the world's okayest goalie. And I think he continues to be so in that he's fairly understated. Some nights he goes out there and kind of lays a goose egg, but he has some glorious moments. I almost feel like, uh, you know, I've heard that that when goalies aren't challenged to a you know to a level, they kind of can lose focus and and they get cold. And I think that Aaron Dell, uh, he excels when he's just peppered. Yeah. Like the more the more you shoot at that guy, the better he is. Yeah, keeps him focused, keeps him in the game. I don't, it's oh. it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Then following that uh, back to back, we see the boys play at Minnesota. So what was it? A four o'clock start Pacific <laughs> in, Min- or in Winnipeg, and a two o'clock start in Minnesota. Uh, this was the matchup everybody was looking for. You know, current Sharks backup versus the former Sharks backup goalie. Uh, and with the way everything has gone out for Jones this season, you're expecting him to, I don't know, post what an eight sixty, uh, let in two goals in the first five minutes. You know, you were expecting the shit show that we've all come to expect (laughs) this, just over the last year and a half. And instead, no, what does Jones do? Uh, throws up his shut eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come on. <laughs> well, I, there were a couple of of instances where it almost felt like there was a Jedi Force field up where they just couldn't get the puck, and you're like, "How is? How did you? Mi-? There was a lot of shots gone wide on Minnesota's behalf, and I have to. I mean, like, yeah, a Sharks win is always great because this jerk says, you know, when Sharks do good, it's good, but I think it's kind of a false metric because they didn't have a great game. I think Minnesota's game was just worse. And also Alex Stalock. I mean, I love me some Stalock. I don't like, you know what? Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Greg Wisconsin shits on San Jose's goaltending combo because, you know, but I, I'm like, Greg, you weren't in town when it was Niemi and Stalock. You don't remember that where it was like, Oh, you're, Oh, I just don't even want to. So anyway, I'm grateful that Alex Daylight has found a happy home elsewhere in the league. Ouch. <laughs> I like me some Al. He's good. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he was a lot of fun during a tank tailgate event, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> this. Well, it's because he doesn't like to stay on his porch. He likes to roam around, so I'm sure he's a lot of fun at events. That's true. That's true. Uh, but, yeah, just this whole game, you know, it's like two periods of just, like, wanting to fall asleep. Uh, then you end up with this fluky goal that uh, Brenz, uh, Brenz, that's a, that's the, you know, it's like J-Lo, that Brenz is Brent Burns. Uh, Brent Burns slaps one in, fluky bounce off Gambrell's chest, goes in past Staylock, can't fault Staylock for that one, but hey, we'll take it. Then, final minute, and Goodrow fights off uh, just a bunch of wild players, actually able to tip the puck <laughs> outside into the neutral and then him and Melker off to the races and Goodrow with the good guy move just 
you know, sheepish, sheepishly just sweeps it over to Melker and says, here, have two, two, or have one, go two games in a row. You score. Go ahead, buddy. Just take this one. Just padding the stat sheet for him. Yeah, it's like... Boosting that trade value. Yes, take this and run with it, because it might be the last goal you ever score as a shark, so enjoy it. (laughs) You know what? Write that down. I want foreseen points for that if it happens. (laughs) But the Wild, you know, not doing themselves any favor. This is the first game that they had with uh, Everson as their head coach. Team ends up getting shut out. His debut is spoiled. The last three Wild regulation losses come versus teams that played the night before. How do you not <laughs> take advantage of that wild? Oh, that's a bad stat. I mean, that's that's like almost a San Jose level bad stat. Yes. Uh, before we take it to the numbers, though, uh, let's do a, a little welcoming to everybody again. If you're just now joining us for the first time or whatever, remember, you can catch us everywhere. All your favorite podcast catchers should have us. If they don't, holler at your boy. We'll make sure they do. All the replays available on YouTube and everything at TealTownUSA.com. But don't forget to follow us on our social media channels. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Insta. Like us on Facebook and all that fun stuff. And tell a friend. So by the numbers, and I'm just I'm still enjoying running with this because it's just a fun kind of litmus test. The power play from the 17th of November through the end of the <laughs> end of 2019. Two for 49. To start 2020, the first five games, they were five for 13. Nice power play. And then the return of Pavelski. And since then, three for 18. Not good. What's worse? (laughs) The penalty kill, which has been lights out for the longest time and was perfect the first five games through 2020. Since Pavelski's return, 24 for 34. 70% right now. Was 75% last week, but of course... Allowing three power play goals to Calgary does not help you in that regard. Now, the funner numbers, Dell and Jones. Now, up until their last two games, Dell was averaging, for the season, they had him at a 918, but, or I'm sorry, over his, his, uh, his, uh, Last five starts. No, no, no. Over the season. No, I want to make sure I get the numbers right. I believe it was over the course of this season. He was like right at about 908 or something, but 924 over the last 10. (laughs) Martin Jones over his last 10, 880. (laughs) Okay. but And then he throws a shutty. So obviously that number is going to be skewed now if I factor that in. But still... Quite some fun, but Dell has been, like you said, the more work he gets, the better he plays. And now here are the numbers that I'm really having a fun time with. Through 33 games this season with Peter DeBoer behind the bench, the Sharks went 15, 16, and 2. So almost 500, essentially, right? Through 25 games with Boogie, 11, 12, and 2. Almost identical <laughs> records, and which is somewhat impressive because Boogie's had to deal with, you know, losing Couture for half of that stretch, losing Hurdle. <laughs> I mean, he's had to deal. It's like the John Tavares meme. Boogie's seen some shit lately, is what we're all saying. So it's, I don't think that um, Boogie, Boogie's going to be behind the bench next season, but we'll see. But just some interesting interesting things to throw out there and hey our buddy Skyler thank you so much 
$2 donation from the Super Chat. Martin Jones, shut up. Plus <laughs> hockey jerk attendance equals, hey now, you know yeah. that jerk is probably going to take credit for that when he's able to join us later. I Absolutely. Would, I would hope he does. Um, oh, you know what the other thing is too? Uh, we, we have sound effects now. Let's see. Like Rocky can't hear it, but you all can. No. Anyway, it's fun. Uh, hey, so, I, I got some numbers for you. Uh, mm. All right, so so there's a Martin Jones five letters in his last name, right? Aaron Dell has four letters in his last name. Five plus four is nine. And Evander Kane has. Where's the number nine? <laughs> he gets this. He, Kane has four letters in his last name. And he was suspended for three games. <laughs> those, those stats are just crazy oh dear lord crazy yeah. stats yeah all right so let's get into some of the things that happened last <laughs> week <laughs> so evander kane gets a suspension okay fine 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 you want to give him the three games for elbowing sure i you know i i don't have a problem with that but Zidane Chara can straight up cross-check dude who's at Gallagher in the throat and get a $5,000 fine. And I get it. That's the most he can be fined because of the CBA. How are you going to... $5,000. I mean, rocket to a guy who's making seven mil a year. Does, does that mean anything? I mean, think about that. It's like a guy making, what, seven grand a day who gets fined a nickel? How many suspensions does Zanatara have this season? I don't know that he has any suspensions. Right, this and season. how many suspensions this season has Evander Kane had? Uh, was the big he he missed three games at the beginning of the year. There's Four, your but 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 remember though that was he was taken down by an official and got three yeah, yeah. games. I get that. I know he's been a victim of, of poor circumstance, but my point is, is it blah 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 repeat offender, and that's why. And like, you know, like I saw some really interesting tweets about how like blah, 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 independent third party for NHL player safety. But at the same time, it's like, you guys remember when, oh, what was it? Austin Watson and some other dude had their suspensions reduced by a third party independent uh, moderator and, you know, and everybody was all butthurt about it. So this is really what you're looking at. Like, you're going to get it both ways if you ask for it both ways and you're not going to want it both ways. Yeah, I mean, I get the repeat offender a little bit. I'll, I'll give you that, but it's just it's insane to see somebody pull something just as egregious. To me, a little bit more so, like throwing an elbow. Like, okay, I get what you're doing, and but to literally throw your stick out at somebody, it's like, dude, if you want to go, then just drop the gloves. But to throw your stick and essentially use that as a weapon, and you only get five k. A fine. Like, you should have minimum gotten a game for that. A minimum. You start with a fine. If you are if you do not have a suspension, you start with a fine. Yeah, name I me, like name me, Yeah, I know. Well, name me one player, and I'm sure the chat can jump in with a name, but name a player who their first offense was straight into suspension. And go. <laughs> Rafi Torres. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, just because I think it's so funny because – Chara cross-checks Gallagher in the throat, and then Chara actually has the balls to sit there and say Gallagher embellished, which I thought was laughable, but only gets 5K. But Minnesota's Matt Dumba 
was fined f- the same amount of money for giving Ryan Reeves basically a turkey tap with the stick, you know, getting him in the boys. I'm sorry, like stick tapping a guy in the nuts, that's, yeah, that's one thing. And yeah, you don't do that. But to thrust your stick out at an opponent's throat, I'm yeah, s- and, and, I get th- it. and the NHL is going to say, the, yeah, those are the same things. Don't care for that. I don't like yeah, it. but it's, this is like beginning to sound like one big family of siblings who it's like, Mom, you got two cookies. That's not fair. How come I only got one? You only made him do 30 push-ups and you made me do 35. This isn't fair, but Mom. And I'm like, I, I understand everyone's frustration with the system, but the presentation of, of everybody's emotion and like they're just absolute frustration again with the situation is just making everybody sound like a bunch of whiners and as hockey jerk would say stop crying about it what but everybody would stop crying about if there was consistency and that's the biggest thing yeah but crying about it isn't going to bring about consistency Mm, it hasn't yet has it no well there was People cried, cried and cried and cried about a lack of replay in the NFL for years because t- things weren't going the, the way that they were supposed to. And what happened? They f- After all the crying, they finally brought it back. I would like to see an official or like, an, a, a, like a committee have to, a committee of three have to all converge. And, and Brody Brazil brought up a great idea. You do the explanation videos when you dole out punishment. How about putting out an explanation video for why you didn't dole out punishment? No, see, this I actually fully support. That I, I completely like, like. It would be great because it would shut everyone up. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it would make us all as like a, a fan of the sport smarter, and it would shut us up. Yeah. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Like I fully am on board with that. <laughs> Rocket is the new Miss Cleo. Call me now. Thank you, John John, for supporting the channel. I like that <laughs> using the super chat function. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Call me now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then we also, you know, Cassian gets seven games for kicking a dude. Um, and what's funny, you know, here's the other thing. Wait, seven games? I thought he got two. No, he got seven. He got seven. Oh. Of the, the, yeah. So he gets seven games for kicking. Now, and the funny thing is, so they had Brian Burke on Sportsnet. And the funny thing is, I'm not saying. In fact, I'm just not even going to put that out there because it's the last thing we need. But it's just interesting how Brian Burke, when he was asked about the Cassian thing, he goes, uh, he goes, I had it at six. They gave it, you know, they gave him seven. Okay, fine. You know, a lot of people said it should have been double digits. Uh, but he was just kind of like, yeah, I think, you know, take into account that Cassian just got two games for ragdolling Kachuk a month ago. So you talk about repeat offender. But using your, you know, your blade – <laughs> kicking it, dude. Now he sits there and goes, well, the guy kicked, you know, there really wasn't much force. He barely moved. And it's like, oh, so we need to like slice an artery for you to think, it, you know, it gets more than a few games. Okay, fine. But the way that he, then they asked him about Evander Kane and he just lit into him <laughs> what, where like it came off like it's, dude, Berkey, you, do you, you got a little problem with Kane here? Rent free. Rent free, baby. Yeah. What's going off? Uh, so, oh, you know what? Zach Cassian was just doing his best impersonation of Stuart from Mad TV. Don't. <laughs> Stop. Get away. Oh, oh and hello. Then, and then you have to bring in Miss Swan. She just goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
so the other thing, of course, that happened with Winnipeg is Eric- look like a goal. Sorry, Eric Carlson will break his finger. He's out for the season. And hey, the one thing you can say about Eric Carlson, uh, he now he now has a legitimate reason to not sign your autograph. Well, I don't know. Is this left or right? No, thumbs left thumb, and he's a lefty. Okay. Well, he shoots lefted. I don't know if he's actually left-handed. No, if you see the picture of him signing his extension, he's got the pen in his left hand, and yeah, no, he's a lefty. So he's his Eric Carlson's thumb is broken, but you know what? Everybody out there in the chat, your thumb's not broken. Why don't you hit that thumbs up button right now? Help us out. I like it. I like it. Oh, (laughs) Reznikov discuss EK65 being done for the season. His decision or the team's. Thank you very much for the donation. Um, no, I think no. That's well. If you listen to the articles, it's no. They have to shut him down because it needs surgery. It's not something you can just put tape on and hope that it gets better. If yeah. he's getting surgery this week, uh, he's already talked about playing for Team Sweden during World Championships this May. So. I don't know how long it takes. I don't know how the Sharks are going to feel about him doing that. Obviously, the doctors are going to have to clear everything. But could you know? Could you imagine? <laughs> Dude says, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm going to go play for Sweden for a little bit, and then why is he up, Irish? Uh, because that's the only thing I can do. And I'm going to go play for Sweden. Yeah, I'm going to play for Sweden. You know." <laughs> Uh, but, and then he gets it and then it makes it worse like if I'm the Sharks I'd be like no you're going to sit your ass down until it's like healed like you're Sharks property you're not Team Sweden property you're not Team Sweden property you know <laughs> so you know I think that's the Sharks continue this misplaced accent just make it a Absolutely. global tradition <laughs> and now we now we have Logan Couture to talk about <laughs> Now, uh, Couture, that's another one where I'm kind of like, you know, there's talk about him. Well, he's starting to get on the ice a little bit and move around. Dude, shut him the hell down for the season. Like, I can't see any benefit of playing him the rest of this time. Oh, I don't think they're going to play him. I think he's just around, you know. Yeah, like take practice. Yeah, he's the captain. You know, he has to make the good face. He can't just sit. I mean. He could stay at home, you know, with his bag of sun chips and, and, you know, post up and skate in one of the many underground basement rinks they have in Palo Alto. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many houses out there actually have an ice rink, a full regulation sheet of ice in the basement. Well, Couture anyway, lives in I San Jose, but okay. Whatever. He's got friends <laughs> up. He's got friends in Pelielli. So, uh, you know, like, I think that he's trying to stay with the team because he's a captain and, you know, that whole trying to set a good example. But I do not think in any way, shape, or form that they're going to expect him to skate in a game. Not, no, he's not playing. But he's just going to hang. He's like the new mascot. Yeah, I, I His can't. His teeth are more expensive than Sharky's anyway. Ooh, yeah, I, I just, I'm afraid to see the Sharks play him. You, you know, like, I don't get, you, just don't, don't. Do it, man. Don't I will cut, do it. <laughs> I will cut the power to the building. <laughs> like I will straight up and down cat burglar onto the premises and cut the power if well, they even attempt to play him this season. You know, well, it's because they're always after his lucky charms. Oh, Jesus. You okay. leave, team, leave Team Sweden out of this. 
<laughs> uh, Skyler in the super chat, thank you very much for the donation. Broken thumb is three to four month recovery. Who knows? Uh, if you stick it up your arse, it heals <laughs> faster. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, it keeps it warm. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But three to four months, you know, he's talking about playing in May. That's not three to four months. That's like two months. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. mm, I don't think so. Uh, maybe one good jo- goodwill gesture he could do to help the rehab is push that coffee cart around at St. Pete's Center. Oh. Oh, high five to all the coffee cart mafia out there. That's yes. what I like to see. I'm, you know what, though? I really honestly, I, I do think that all of the injury and poor poor on ice performance this year is solely Aramark's responsibility for uh not uh not letting you know not letting uh an actual coffee cart onto the concourse if y'all would yeah if y'all would have had a coffee cart on the concourse i guarantee we would be leading the division right now leading the conference even yes what is my java on the concourse every single Every single person, like if we had a coffee cart from the beginning of the season, there's not a single person in this fan base who would have been like, Eric Carlson was a bad idea. This would have been the best season of his life. <laughs> and you had to ruin it oh, by not letting us have a coffee cart. I hope you've learned your lesson. Thanks. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and another reaction gif in the books. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> the latest Kurz article talking about between Evander Kane and Eric Carlson and all the things that are happening. Uh, But one of the things that he pointed out was it has become clear that the biggest problem for this team hasn't been the coach. As I stated earlier with the numbers between Boogie and PDB that are nearly identical. Mm -hmm. uh, But the problem is the construction of the roster. That's on Dougie Wilson. And how long is it going to take Wilson to reconstruct it when you have so much money and so much term with so many people, good luck, my friend. But the next week, uh, I can't talk. I can't wait to talk with everybody a week from now when we're on the precipice, on the doorstep, if you will, of the deadline. Because there's talk of what? It, it, half the team, it seems like, has been mentioned. There's Aaron Dell, especially because of the way he's played lately. You, Melker Carlson. Because, mm-hmm. hey, he's scored goals in back-to-back games. Kevin LeBanc, I think. Kevin LeBanc has been mentioned just because of his contract. Brendan uh, Dillon. Of course, Dilly, the most movable piece. Thornton and Marlowe because it's like, get them a cup. Burns. And I'm seeing Burns and Vlasic mentioned lately, but both of them have modified three-team no-trade clauses. Right. Um, it's, you know, it seems like Burns and Vlasic pretty comfortable playing in San Jose. Like trying to determine what situation for either of those guys, number one, would they say yes to? And number two, those teams, you know, like in my mind, I'm kind of like, well, the teams that they're going to say yes to, is that the teams that are actually going to want them and have something to give? Yeah. Good question. Every That's, relationship has three sides. Yes. And in something, uh, boy, I would love to get Jerk in here on this. Uh, hopefully he'll show up soon. Uh, the thing that I want to talk about is now with, between Couture and Hurdle and Eric Carlson and every and whoever is going to be injured tomorrow in the Florida yeah. game, uh, but you've reclaimed so much space in long-term IR that now you have the ability 
to take shitty contracts from other teams in you know in in, in trade that but also get back a pick or a prospect that's solid i like this is the silver lining in again i want to save this for when jerk is on because i know he as we know jerk has thoughts so <laughs> We'll we'll move on to a couple other things first, and hopefully he'll show up soon. Uh, the sample H O T, that hockey over there. <laughs> the the sampling with the sharks event was this week. Oh uh, God! Based on the photos, didn't look that well attended, and and who knows when the photos were taken? You know when the event was going on, uh, but it certainly had enough stuff to auction. Wow! There was there seemed like there was. Anything that wasn't nailed down felt like it was up for auction, and they apparently raised one hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. This is clearly a corporate event, and I get yes. that. You know, this is for all the high money, you know, groups and everything like that. I would. It makes me wonder: Are we ever going to see a family slash fan friendly event again, like bowling with the sharks, or mini golf with the sharks, or just bubble hockey, cornhole, something with the sharks? Oh. Right, cornhole, wouldn't it? Well, oh. but then sharks cornhole tournament. Well, and you you know what happened? Couture would probably take a bag in the teeth and be out for three weeks. But that's true. High <laughs> uh, bag. The and, but the one thing that kind of stuck with me, and tell me if I'm wrong, for the sampling with the sharks event, they they made up an authentic jersey, nameplated Bryant numbered twenty four, and had the whole team team sign it. I'm sorry, why? Mm hmm. No, I mean, that's if that's, if the money from that one piece is going to like Kobe Bryant's whatever that little sports camp thing. Yeah. If it's going yeah. to something good like that, that's fine. And I think they should have mentioned that or gotten that out publicly, because if you look at it on its face where you just see it along, you know, as they're on their on their uh, Instagram story and they're panning along all the items that are up and you just happen to see that is one of the items. It's a bad look, in my opinion. Yeah, that's tasteless. That's tone deaf. I don't. The, all the other things that I can say about that. Yeah. Like. Oofa. Uh, hey, Reznikov back. Thank you so much for your super chat donation. We went last year and it was great, but not this. Uh, I went one year when it was at the Auto Club, and it was not. Uh, it was cool, but it was definitely not for me. I'm not that set. Well, and see, that's the thing is that it comes off rather snooty. Uh, uh, to a certain degree and again not necessarily family or fan friendly it's very much kind of corporate driven bring in you know the the coat and tie set and coat and tie set not necessarily the biggest hockey fans if you get what i'm saying no so i mean look uh, all all great to raise money for the sharks foundation and all of that you know do, absolutely do what you can to help them out but, uh, I mean, hell, do what you can to help us out. <laughs> but poof, I would just like to see at least a, a coffee cart would be great. Yeah. I would, yeah. We should get a GoFundMe for that. Uh, oh. Anyway. But if, now, they, if the front office saw that, they would blow their lid. <laughs> now, here's the thing that really bakes my noodle. Okay. Pops my tart, if you will. Oh, my. Sampling with the Sharks. That was an event that $1,000. If you want to do for one person, if you want to get in an hour early and have the VIP mingle schmooze thing going on at the BMW lounge before they move the party down to uh, the middle of the arena, 
or 375 if you're not, you know, the the uber corporate elite and you get to do that. But you get to hang out with the whole team and some of the Barracuda were there as well. So that's kind of cool for 375. However, <laughs> for $500 and these are sold in pairs of two the very next night they did an event the, the from the Fanatics. It was uh, a Brent Burns event. It was two hours, an evening with Brent Burns. This was $1,000 for two tickets. And then when it got to be about two, two and a half weeks before the event, all of a sudden it was six, well, 40% off. Yeah, we went over this last week. And I remember because you were like, how mad are you? And I said, you're running under the assumption that they sold one of these beasts at $1,000 to begin with. I don't think they did. Yeah, it does make me wonder. So, I don't think they sold a single one. Well, and that's the funny thing. We saw a lot of pub and a lot of photos from Sampling with the Sharks. I haven't seen one from the evening with Brent Burns yet. Nothing on social media. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying I catch a lot of Sharks posts. I didn't see one from this. And maybe that's because it was a Fanatics event. But we all know if it was a Fanatics thing, probably... You know, mm-hmm. you put it in the wash and it's gone. Uh, so let's see from Resnikoff again. Thank you so much for the super chat donation. My employer matched the donation, so that helped. Oh, absolutely. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take that 20 different ways. Uh, finally, the little piece of news that uh, rolled during the game versus Calgary, where the Sharks got their asses handed to them <laughs> last week. Uh, they ran a soft open for the brand new Juno bar over the south entrance. And from what I understand, the grand opening is tomorrow versus the Florida Panthers. So uh, we will, you will see some photos on our Twitter. Oh, that gives me a great opportunity. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all those things because we will have some photos of the new bar and some video from it in to at least give you a taste of what the experience is like and hopefully have uh, some words with a couple of the people behind it. So that should be good. It was a Fanatics event. Something went wrong. We know it. <laughs> it was. If it's an off-color event, it must be Fanatics. Ooh, ouch. All right, let's uh, get it to around the NHL. Um, so we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, at some point, Jerk will join us. Minnesota's Matt Dumba. Hey, look at that. Jerry, as soon as I say his name, boom, he's in the chat. Can someone call this moron? <laughs> oh, we might have to. We might have to. Let's see what happens. It says, calling the hockey jerk. It's always fun when it says, calling the hockey jerk. We shall see if the hockey jerk will answer. And it says the hockey jerk unavailable. Uh, because did we you reach know, him outside of jerk store hours. He knows things and he has thoughts. Uh, so while jerk gets his shit together, uh, Minnesota's Matt Dumba. We talked about it earlier. Find five thousand for slashing Ryan Reeves in in the sack. Um, I have to ask you this, Rocket. Is that first off? Is that twenty five hundred per ball, and is it totally worth it? Number one, yeah, I'd say I'd say maybe it's maybe a twenty four hundred per testicle, and you like two hundred for the skin and everything in between, like the scrotum, the periphery, 
and you're six ways a week and five five ways on Sunday, up and down. Yes, worth it fully. When this came out, I was surprised a Sharks fan. I was surprised I didn't start a GoFundMe to pay that fine. Because who among us has not wanted to turkey tap Ryan Reeves? Indeed. Ryan Reeves is, of course, a bum. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Uh, the other, uh, f- again, we talked about the Zadena Chara thing. I still think it's a joke. I'm not a fan of it. But if that's what you're going to call, okay. But it is what it is. Uh, we'll see if anything happens. But the one thing I do want to note is, look, <laughs> Evander Kane just, you know, he, he had a whole diatribe. And for those of you who missed it, we have it here for you. Okay? The fact the NHL Department of Player Safety, headed by George Peros, obviously Kane naming names, uh, but they continue to pick and choose who and what they suspend is ridiculous. Been countless incidents of the same nature through the season and past seasons that have gone unsuspended or fined. No one person can tell you what is or isn't a suspension in today's game. It's become a complete guess. You know, hence the whole idea of the wheel of <laughs> suspensions. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, what is, or it's become a complete guess, major lack of consistency with the NHL Department of Player Safety, a completely flawed system in so many ways, from the suspensions to appeals rights. It's baffling to me how we as players agreed to this, and you can't continue to give some players a pass and throw the book at others. There has to be a outside third party making these decisions to remove the bias that transpires in this department headed by George Peros. Uh, I don't know about you, but <clears throat> I'm thinking he really has a problem with George Peros or believes George Peros has a problem with him just based on the fact that he named him twice. Just saying. But we saw Evander Kane come out, rip D-O-P-S. Then, a couple days ago, we saw Claude Julien rip the officials after Montreal gave up a 3-0 lead to Dallas and lost in overtime. Ask Vegas how that feels, Julien. Uh, but called the officiating performance embarrassing, said the Habs had to play two teams that night. Um, Kane ripping DOPS, Claude ripping the refs. So far, no fines, any extra fines doled out to either... Are we going to see more of this rocket? Are we going to like finally see somebody trying to like hold the higher ups just a scouch accountable? Well, I don't think so. No, I think this was just a, a tough week for the officials and for DOPS. I think that another week will go by, and they're just going to hope that all of it, you know, just gets swept under the rug. Also, I just see you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't uh, see me at all. Um, well, well, things things are interesting that way. Um, I just, I don't think they're going to change. Huh? You think it's it's this whole like twenty four hour news cycle? Yeah, something else would come along. Yeah, it's just outrage until further notice. <laughs> I will be upset until I am no longer upset. Precisely. All right, uh, next, moving on, Jay Bomeister collapsed on the bench Tuesday night in Anaheim versus the Ducks. 
all the credit in the world being given to the Anaheim Ducks staff for making sure that Bo Meester lived. Uh, the game was postponed, halted with 7.50 left in the first. Uh, based on the schedule, there is really no other opportunity to make this game up until the very end of the season, so look for that on April 5th, I would imagine. Since then, Jay has had a defibrillator put in his chest after this cardiac emergency. Uh, so is he done? Is he, oh, he's done with hockey? Uh, I think so. If he's got an implant, then yeah, that's that's. I don't know how many other guys out there are playing with cardiac problems, but I don't think that that like you know another year or two or playing in the NHL is worth potentially dropping dead on the ice. I don't think there's a guy out there who's worth his salt who would be like, yeah, I have you know a pacemaker and I might die, but whatever, I got to go back out there for the boys. You know, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> for the not for um, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for our Sweden, <laughs> for Sweden, yes, for Sweden, hard, hard, hard. Uh, you know what I can see is that like somebody is pitching a reality show where it's like, let's see how long Jay lasts as a hockey player after that. You know, like I could, <laughs> I could just see that. No, because it's to the point with some of the reality shows now, they're just like, you know, let's just keep pushing the envelope until someone dies. Well, I mean, that's just like the running man, you know, climbing for dollars and the Doberman pinchers are after you. Right. That's it's all getting it's, there. Yeah. yeah, it's modern gladiators. It'll it'll be there again. Uh, moving a little bit further north, uh, Connor McDavid stipulated to be out two to three weeks with a left quad injury. And you're going, well, in a insanely tight Pacific division, what does that mean? Uh, evidently nothing, because as I stated earlier, they've taken over the first spot in the Pacific Division. So, oh. damn, when that guy comes back, holy hell, uh, shit could get real in Alberta. And joining us now from the Great Lakes, <laughs> Hockey Jerk! Yay! Uh, hello, is this thing on? Hello? Oh, you love to see it. Uh, yes, you do. You do love to see it. What do Man, we see? Uh, what a... What a weekend. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Go back into your corner. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Speaking of Minnesota, let's just drop to this then. Uh, now that we have the jerk man here to the rescue. Uh, and, of course, we, we mentioned it earlier, but somehow Jerk will get foreseen points for being at the game where Martin Jones got a shutout. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Minnesota Wild did fire uh, Boudreaux, three points out of a wild card spot. Alex Daylock taking all the heat for this one, saying he felt responsible, let a two-goal lead get away. Makes you wonder if he had you know made that save. Maybe that would have been enough. To, to keep it going, but a lot of the players were probably holding themselves accountable for what happened. Or if, you know, if we look at Jerk, he says, bitch, I'm the one who made that call. That's why there's a new coach in Minnesota. <laughs> Just saying. Well, Skyler, thank you for the uh, the donation. Love that. St. Louis, Anaheim moved to 311. St. Louis, oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. It's interesting that Alex Stalock, um shouldered a lot of that blame just because from what I saw with my own eyes on Saturday, but also talking with various peeps, uh, Alex Daylock has been the better wild goalie this season. If you can believe that, yeah. um, I cannot believe mentioned, that mentioned it earlier. Yeah. It, it, it's very much 
um, comparable to the situation the Sharks have where Jones slash Dubnik are the good goalie, the high-paid goalie, and they're slipping. And Dell slash Stalock is the lower-paid backup who's kind of been hot and cold, and they're coming hot right now. So definitely there's a mirror being pointed somewhere uh, mm-hmm. in the hockey universe. Um, but, yeah. Oh, uh, we call it a, a shiny, shiny glass. <laughs> oh, like, did you catch any of our Team Sweden jokes? No. It's probably oh, okay. a good thing. Probably a good All thing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> either way, <laughs> it's... Sorry. Yeah, either way, it's... Yeah, you hate to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hate to see it. Uh, but, I, again, there's a couple things that I was saving for Jerk, one of which is, uh, Jerk, explain to me how this only cost you $5,000. If you could, uh, please. How does well, this because, only because cost Char- you five grand? Because, because Chara is on, you know, he's on the big bad Bruins, and he's a legend of the game, and XYZ, blah, blah, blah. You know, the reason why that's only a $5,000 fine is because the NHL's Department of Sa- Player Safety is a clown car joke of an operation. Like... <laughs> like on it honestly my 14 year old cousin could probably do better than that like it, it, it it's kind of sad and i want to preface this whole discussion uh by saying that absolutely 100 percent the cane elbow bad play mm-hmm. suspension 100 percent, no denying that but the problem that i have is that similar or worse situations as you pointed out aj were not suspended as long or at all um or were just fined and and it's there's there's such a it's like in the playoffs last season how many headshots did we see the 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 sharks take and nothing like braun took two hurdle took one well and and even playoffs though there's no rule book in playoffs yes but but your head still mushes the same way so i've been told (laughs) uh but and even then going to last season you know Eric Carlson, you know, glossed a guy, and that was two games. But, you know, mm-hmm. Pavelski got murdered in the playoffs and was like, oh, that's, uh, uh, you know, that's that's man's hockey, and uh, you know. But I don't I don't know. I don't know what you can do to fix Depart- Department of Player Safety, whether it's like, like, I almost wonder if a team of whatever the vernacular they use managers heads runners whatever where you have like somebody from the league somebody from the players union somebody who doesn't care about either you know and these three heads all get together and puzzle it out you know what i mean because the way it is right yeah the way it is right now i mean you would think that a former tough guy would know what to look out for but no he's an idiot I'm political. Uh, What if they just what if they just do the most anti-political thing possible and just be like, fuck it. We're spinning the wheel. Full transparency. We're just going to spin the wheel. At least if they did that, they could like live periscope it every time they did it. And it would be a huge draw. (laughs) It would be like watching the the draft lottery. And it would make just as much sense. And it would be like, okay, that's cool. the problem is that the NHL doesn't like to be embarrassed either. And so they don't want to have to turn, you know, as it is, they had to, you know, they had to eat a crap sandwich when they, when they changed the way that, that uh, coaches challenges were handled when it's now 
out of the referee's hands and it's the stand like there's one universal standard that's put forward by the video room like they had to eat a crap sandwich when they made that decision and i mean it was the right decision but that doesn't mean that they liked to do it you know and it would be the same thing if they say well you know mr peros you're you you're ivy league educated and you played the game but frankly you're doing a poor job um welcome to they the don't, purge they don't want to do that unfortunately and you know I'm surprised Evander Kane hasn't been fined for what he said because as we've seen with the John Tortorella stuff earlier this year, as we saw when Rafi Torres was suspended in 2013 and Doug Wilson had some things to say. And Claude you know, Julien earlier this week. Claude, Claude Julien, 100%. The NHL does not like to be embarrassed. They will, like, even if the person calling them out is 100% correct and justified, the NHL is like, no, you embarrassed us. That's a fine. And it's like GFYS because that's just stupid. Well, and that's the whole thing is because, well, wait a minute. You're trying, you're holding everybody accountable, but you can't be held to account? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. F you. Hey, jerk. Yes. Can you do me one solid favor and say crap sandwich one more time, please? Crap sandwich. Thank you. That's now her ringtone. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) so, now. And here's something else that I want to see the NHL get right, jerk. We talked about this before with Marsha's show. Um, can you explain to me how this is a good goal by, by Panarin versus, uh, once again, it's a lot of Alex Stalock talk this week. Mm. But can you explain to me how in the world this, look at where the puck is, and then, Oh, look at where the puck is now. Jesus. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How is this a good goal when the puck is three inches from the top of the crease but is not fired until it's three feet from the top of the crease? Well, or, and not only that, from not only crease. that, but right there he brought it backwards. I don't see any of this. Like, the, the, I can't explain to you why that's a good goal, AJ, because it's not a good goal. <laughs> and, and, and 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 here's the thing and i'm gonna say this right now the haters will say oh he didn't take it backwards do, do, do. correct but last i checked i mean I, I did go to preschool last i checked sideways is not forward mm-hmm. last i checked i'll have yep. to double check but i'm pretty sure like 81 percent in that in that arena there. So, I, yeah, I, I, can't, I, I can't tell you why it's a good goal because it's not a good goal. That full-on is not a good goal. I want to I see uh, the NHL take that, figure that one out over the offseason. I'm just saying. Riddle, yeah, riddle me that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the next thing we get into, it was Legends Week in Vancouver as they brought back Linden and Burray and Naslin. They retired the Sedins jerseys. Uh, whether you want to factor in a cup win or not as to whether a jersey should be retired, that's one thing. I I don't think it necessarily has to be. I think it's what that player meant to the team. Um, but uh, Jerk and I, I think, kind of talked about this a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Vancouver, I don't like you. I don't like your organization. I don't like the Canucks, and it pisses me off that I like Pedersen and I like Bo Horvat. I like the I like Markstrom, but your fan base just pissed me off in 2011. Oh, did they? Mm. Alexander Burroughs pissed me off. Nine uh, but you years know what? ago, it doesn't matter, man. When they it takes a lot off. to wipe off that stink. Yeah, I guess that was that was yeah fumigation that, there, needs to be there was a time. there was like a two and a half 
or three and a half year period where Vancouver was like our Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like and we and we like we oh, played sure. them. We played them in 2011 and they stomped us and then we got them and we got them again in 2013 and um and then I they sucked saying, for seven years. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like like the they were stomped by us and that started their awful times. But I remember when we drew them in 2013, they had you know same thing, President's Trophy, and I'm like, God damn it, we got to play these guys again. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's like, I hated BXA. I hated Edler, Kessler. I hated so many of these guys. Uh, and now you piss me off Vancouver even more because you are starting to make me like you because you guys did the ceremony, right? You did it the way it should have been done. It was a great ceremony to retire the number of the Sedins nationally televised. I hope, I hope that like when, Thornton and Marlowe, if they get retired at the same time as Brody has mentioned, or even if it's done on separate occasions, if if they have some weird thing where they play back to back at SAP and they do, you know, Marlowe one night, Thornton the other. Either way, I'm not saying I expect those to be nationally televised. Maybe it's on NHL Network or something like that, but certainly show the whole thing on regional sports. Don't don't you know, have Brody and Brownie talking over and, put, and then showing like 30 seconds of it. Like, show the whole thing. They did it right. But you know how they did it even more right? And Jerk can attest. They got their merch lit. <laughs> did they not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, they and- did stuff right. I mean, look at these banners. The fact that they put up the banners of the guys during, you know, their heyday, their era. Yeah, and, I would and, hope they do that with Marlowe. And for re- for reference, prior to last Monday, all of those banners were in the current Canucks color scheme. And then last Monday, uh, for those listening live, they did a, they performed a ceremony where they changed the color scheme and the logos to be era appropriate. Which, hundred percent, if you ask me, that's the only way to do it. Absolutely, kind of makes more sense. Now here's where they get you. Nice. <laughs> yeah. They threw out these hats, blue hat, the Vancouver blue hats. Why it's gonna be blue. Right, yeah, I know. Oh my god. But, but these hats are like really cool because they're made out of like replica jerseys. Mm-hmm. Like they use like the name plates and it has the same material. They're very cool. 150 bucks, a little steep, but for a one-off hat, and it's probably one of those ones where you're gonna get two, right? You're gonna get one to wear and one to like put in a case or something like that. Oh, but 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 wait, there's more. If that's not enough for you. $1,500 game-issued <laughs> jerseys made to uh, used to make hats, and these are actually signed by the players, come in this really nice box. $1,500. But You know that's just a least... box of misprints that they had laying around <laughs> that they were like, you know what we can do? But you know what? <laughs> At least they're new era, not fanatics, right? Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's solid either way. Like if it's if it's beyond your financial stream to purchase one of those, I totally get that. I wouldn't spend that if if there was a fifteen hundred dollar signed hat by Joe Thornton made out of one of his game worn jerseys. No, I'm not buying that. Uh, or hurdle or anybody. Yeah, I'm I am not purchasing that. But I'm glad it's available. You know, I me liking a nice hat. I like to look at it. I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> it's always nice to have options. That's all I'm saying. But Vancouver, uh, you you did that one right. That one I'll give you. 
thoughts on the stadium series, guys? Colorado, L.A., uh, Tyler Toffoli scores the first outdoor hat trick in NHL history. With, and the whole thing, did a hat trick happen if no one saw it? Because based on Wyszynski and a lot of Twitter, people didn't get there until like the second intermission and people that did get there early were leaving at second intermission because it was such a pain to get in. Uh, evidently, where the venue where they held this, it's like two lanes in and out. Uh, I don't have any sympathy for those people. That's like Dodger Stadium. Because you, this is a, I mean, I don't want to say once in a lifetime because Colorado's hosted two of these outdoor games. It's a twice in a lifetime event. <laughs> and... You, you, you. When you fill the Pepsi Center, you've got eighteen thousand rabid fans, and then you're gonna, and then now you're going to the Air Force Stadium where you've got what fifty thousand rabid Avalanche fans who all want to be there. They all want to get, you know, they all want to get a piece of the carrot, you know. Like in your I, head, I think you, you mean bite of the cookie, but go ahead. In your head, you should know this is a big deal. There's gonna be a shitload of people here. I live in Colorado Springs or near Colorado Springs. I know how it is getting in and out. I should show up early. For reference, the Stadium Series game, Sharks-Kings 2015, uh, I was there, great game. That that puck drop was at 7-12. I got there at 3. <laughs> As you part, of that w- part of that was because of the outdoor festivities, but part of that is also because, A, there's hella people, B, Levi Stadium is a joke. So you should know to plan for these things. I don't have any sympathy for those people. And Rocket, what do we always say? Stop crying. Stop crying. And I'm holding a card in my hand, and I'm going to throw it to uh, <laughs> and to make my point. There you go. But all right. But the the thing about Levi's though, there's multiple ways to get to Levi's. Not a whole lot of ways to get to this Air Force venue. <laughs> yes, but Dodger ha- Stadium's two lanes in and two lanes out, isn't it? Uh, I couldn't confirm that, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I know you guys there are was baseball fans, but there was talk bad. about a guy who literally parked at a Starbucks and walked an hour to get to the venue. I bet Be- you that guy's not married. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is and I think he said he still got there f- quicker than other people. And it's like all I'm saying. Dude. All I'm saying is I missed the part where that's my problem. You yeah, should plan okay. better. Either way, that's, a, that's but, how okay. I look at it. All like, right, the game, the game as a whole. What'd you think? I mean, because it was kind of a snoozer for a I'm, while there, and then I'm all pissed. of a sudden, I'm pissed at Colorado because I had money on them. Uh, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, wow. I I've always AJ and I've talked about this. I've always enjoyed Tyler Toffoli as a as a player. I think he's a very underrated goal scorer. So kind of cool to see him get a hat trick there. Um, between that. And between today's trades, all of the sudden, L.A. looks very poised to uh, scoop up some assets, wouldn't you say? Well, (laughs) we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, That was Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I was waiting for you to come on. Uh, But also announced that Carolina is getting the stadium game for next season. Um, Are you a little surprised that a team that has a hard time selling out their own venue gets a stadium series game? Uh, I'm more surprised because they don't have in my eyes they don't have a widely recognized rival yeah who do you put it i mean i'm assuming the capitals just i was gonna graphically some people said capitals just because of lightning some just because of geography and because of 
playoffs last year, people saying Capitals. I've heard Blue Jackets. I don't understand that at all. I think um, it's the idea of wanting to see like two teams that are just like completely underserved on the national market. Columbus isn't that far away from from Carolina. Yeah, it's not I, I I think too. It, it's if this is a winter classic, I would make the, I would advocate for this argument, but because it's a stadium series, I'm not really down with it. But I've seen a few people say Boston just because they were the Whalers' biggest rival. All right. Okay. I'll get, yeah, but see, when I think Boston, I think Montreal. Well, and also, I I only think you go the Boston route if it's a winter classic. Yes, but because it, but because it's a stadium series, it's kind of like eh, you know. Thank you, Laurel, for uh, the donation to the swear jar. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. Uh, all we have to do to get her to uh, donate more is, I guess, talk about the LA Kings, and she's just F this and F that. Uh, <laughs> but it should be fun. I'm going to see. Uh, now, okay, here, here's the whole thing for foreseen points. Watch Hockey Jerk's Twitter feed and see who announces the Carolina opponent sooner, Hockey Jerk or someone else. I'm just saying. <laughs> um Okay, let's move on to the next one. Uh, look, I know who Daniel Carcillo is. I know he's a former player. Uh, he certainly helped me out in some fantasy hockey leagues at one point when I needed to satisfy my penalty minute quotient. Um, so I know that. I also know he's like a big-time CTE proponent and trying to get mental health awareness out there. I get all those things. Paul Bissonnette. I've heard the 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 you, the Twitter ID biz nasty or whatever. I don't know who Paul Bissonnette is. I've just recently found out that he's part of the Spit and Chicklets podcast. I've mm-hmm. only listened to one episode of that. I just don't have the time to listen to every little thing. If it was five years ago when it was like us and three other podcasts, sure, I'll listen to all of it. But there's literally t- everybody and their mother has a, a podcast now. I can't listen to everything. That said, last night, Bissonette and Carcillo, and it continued this morning, were going at it. Do either of you have an idea of what in the holy F they are talking about? They, I'm... They both have. They have because uh, Biz Nasty's talked about it on the podcast before. But you which know, which one? Spitting chickles. Yeah, <laughs> okay. he's spitting chickles. His podcast. And 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 the one thing I will give Biz Nasty credit for is he can a hundred percent be complete opposite side of the argumentative spectrum, and he will still be respectful. So that's one thing I do give him credit for. I think the bomb he threw out last night regarding words that were used and. Logos that were allegedly placed um, somewhere. Uh, I think oh, that was. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, clearly you didn't do your homework. Dude, so that's what I'm saying. I don't know these assholes. <laughs> so, it, okay, basically they have philosophical differences on stuff, and they were going back and forth. But what really kicked it all up is Biz Nasty went on Twitter and was like, "Hey, remember in the locker room when you called me the N word?" Hey, remember when you sewed a swastika on your robe? Hey, remember when you did this? Like, Biz threw some bombs at Carcillo. And well, what brought those bombs on? It, it's, a, it's a mystery, honestly, because this squabble, if you will, sort of manifested itself out of nowhere. Okay, but that's what I was trying to figure It's really out. shady, man. That's but, like but, not... But yeah, the crux, the crux of the issue is, like, they both agree, they both agree on a lot of the same stuff, you know, like... like you know, like fuck Gary like, Bettman. <laughs> like yes, like like that, and like looking out for the players, advocating for like you know head trauma care and all this stuff. A lot of that they're on the same side of the fence, but there's also a lot of other philosophical differences that they have. And I, 
I don't know. I mean, I as a listener of Spit and Chicklets, I'm not surprised that this happened just because he's he said before on on the podcast where he's like, you know, you know, Carbomb and I don't really agree on a lot of stuff, but I respect what he's doing. So you hear that and it's like, okay, this could blow up at some point. <laughs> so in, in other news, <laughs> Spit and Chicklets has added 3,000 new subscribers over the last 24 hours. That doesn't um, surprise me at all. I, I think they're going to have a sit down at some point and, and hash it out, which is is good. And that and as many issues as I have with Biz Nasty, that's one of the things I give him credit for is like he's always first to be like, hey, let's sit, let's record it, let's figure it out, let's come to an understanding here. That's one thing I do like about him. Well, our buddy Felix saying it's because there was an article on Bissonette's rise to internet fame or something. And there that was, too. oh, that it was something too about like a, a woman being put in charge of something and Carcillo called it a PR move. Yeah, he he's basically saying that Barstool Sports having a female CEO is like some, like the the gender version of like affirmative action or something. Yeah. No, I get you. Oh, hey, speaking of that, great segue. NBC is using an all-female crew for the Blues Blackhawks broadcast. Love I, I love can't it. wait to see what Barstool says about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, They. Are, I was going to say, they do come off a scouch misogynistic. But anyway, uh, yeah, NBC has announced that for the March 8th broadcast for the Blues and Blackhawks, they will be using an all-female crew, including uh, some locals here, Kendall Coyne, Schofield, Kendall Coin, longest name ever behind the glass, and uh, friend, uh, not exactly well, friend of mine, sort of at least Twitter friend of mine. Oh my Kate, god! Kate, hey, hey, we got to drop him when we can. Uh, All in right, fact, watch Mayor your step. Of SAP Center. Watch Cloud out, chaser. yeah, wa- watch your step. Uh, dropping names here, but Kate T. Scott. For those of you unaware, Kate Scott. Her kind of claim to fame locally is she was part of the long-running morning show on KNBR. So, in fact, I mean, part of Murph and Mac, but also part of Gary Radnich with Larry Kruger, but all part of the KNBR thing. Did some stuff for the earthquake. She's done some stuff for uh, Cal. So, you know, Kate Scott has some some credentials, is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, Teal Town should do a women-only after dark. Um. So, I mean, Rocket as long as it's not, show. yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I would pay money to see Rocket versus Kelsey, but we digress. Only because it would be really funny. Because here's what it would be like: Rocket would be like, "So, Kelsey, what did you think about this?" Well, I thought you know it was all right, but uh, you know, <laughs> Jerk does the best Kelsey impression ever. Go ahead. No, I you know getting back on track. Uh, Back on come track. on, five seconds. Five seconds, <laughs> no, Kelsey okay. impression. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Oh, uh, piss me so off, dude. I, I, I think, and I don't, I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know how much you, you know about her, but I think a, a pretty exciting part of this, this broadcast team, if you will, is AJ Malesko being on there. She does, she does a little bit of NBC SN stuff. Um, obviously, considering she's uh, gonna be on this, um, but she's also. Um, former women's hockey player, which is awesome. And if I'm memory serves correctly, I believe she does like some inside the glass stuff for the Islanders as well. Um, so, but she's like super talented, super knowledgeable. And, and, you know, she's really, really great to listen to, you know, it's, it's definitely not a situation of like, okay, you're female. So we're going to put you on TV. Like she's a, like a bad analyst and she's super smart. Okay. I think, I think I know who you're talking about. I think yeah, I, like I, I said, she yeah she she's like inside the glass or something for yeah. the Islanders. She's yeah. Good. Okay. I'm, ex- I'm stoked. 
I'm glad you mentioned that. So that that should be a fun thing to look out for again, March 8th. But you're talking about She Knows Her Shit. Another person who's going to be part of this broadcast is Catherine Tappan. Okay. As we all know, what happened earlier this week, uh, Jeremy Roenick tweeted out he's, you know, he's done at NBC because of the comments he made about Tappan and Patrick Sharp in an appearance. Again, spitting chicklets coming back into, the, into play on this podcast. Uh, and so on February 12th, Roenick said that he is not coming back to NBC. I don't know if the cancel culture is out of control. Uh, were, the, were his comments so egregious that an apology yes. was not yes. enough? Yes. Uh, they were See, now, okay. Okay. Now you say that. There's you no say, excuse. Hold on. You say okay. that. But let's listen to them first. Uh, Catherine, awesome coworker. Just, Catherine's great. She's I, like your daughter. Yeah, but I tell you, tell, tell you a story. So all of a sudden, this oh, this not, this older lady was sitting there with her husband, and she uh, she's staring at us the whole time. Can I get in? Staring at us the whole time, and you know, finally, I, I think her curiosity rose to a level where she's like, "I got to figure out what the hell's going on here." And she walked right into the pool and comes right up to us and say, "Okay." What's the situation? I tell me what's going. Tell me what's going on. Um, and you know, two on one, no back checkers. That's what's going on right now. Three on one, now, I, baby. I, no, I just said I'm just having a very, very wonderful trip. That's what I said to her, and she's like, "Are they? Are they both with you?" And I said, "Yes, they are." And then Catherine gives you me are the, lying. And Catherine says, "Will you shut up?" <laughs> she she starts yelling at me because uh, I play it off like you know we're going to bed together all every night the, th- the three of us, and um, you know my wife and Catherine are very close friends and they scream and yell at me but uh, listen it's worth the yelling there's no oh, question yeah. absolutely Any now if it, if it if it really came to fruition that would re- be really be good but it's never going to happen no god no, no. they they, they no. know the jr do you, ever, do you ever have conversations with her about how hard it it was and, and is to be a female in, in, a, in a male dominated industry you know she she talks about it all the time catherine uh, you know Catherine talks about it all the time. She's um, she doesn't give a shit though. Like, no, she just comes off as bro. Very I'm telling you right now, Catherine Tappan is one of the most professional people in all. And I, I'm I'm saying not women, men, just across the board. One of the most professional uh, sports personalities uh, that I know. And you know whether it's doing football, going whether it's NFL or going to do the Notre Dame games, she is as prepared as anyone. Um, her personal life takes a backseat to her, to her, to her, you know, what she does, uh, for television. She has, she wants people to respect her for her knowledge of, of sports, not just cause she's a pretty face. And, yeah. um, you know, and I think she really, really, really cares about that. And she wants to make sure that she's not going to get pushed around in anything. She is true blue. One of my favorite people in the world. And I'm lucky that I'm, I'm next to her, uh, and she's a good friend of mine because there's there's nobody that wants it more, and yeah. that will kick someone's ass yeah, if they dis- if they disrespect her. Okay, so there's the comments, and that's the whole thing. Is I wanted to have them in context because when you read it on paper, you might take it one way, but when you actually hear it in the moment, maybe you take it a different way. I take it a different way, and my whole thing is. You know, I, I see Laurel in the chat calling Jeremy an asshole, and I understand that. I understand that outlook. My take is, I honestly, I think the Spit and Chicklets guys were kind of egging him on. I think Ronick was just kind of like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, I, I have the reputation of being, you know, styles and all that. 
but it was him clearly, at least in my mind, it was him joking around. Some woman comes up and says, what's going on? Oh, yeah, you know, well, I'm that cool. I'm sleeping with both of them. I mean, it was a clear joke. It was clearly, like, bullshit. And the fact that Tappen's saying, oh, you, you know, shut up, knock it off. How tight Ronick, uh, his wife, and Tappen are. And then in the very next breath, he talks about what an awesome woman she is, how she's insanely professional, doesn't take shit from anybody. So the fact that she would, you know, oh, would you stop already? Like, it just seems like they were having fun. Was it Rona? Was it a good idea to put that story on a podcast? Probably not. Again, I think he was egged on by this chicklets guys. I think he was trying to show off a little bit, bit him in the ass. Uh, but Rocket, absolutely your take. Nah, I, I don't even want to give this any credit. He was wrong, and I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel sorry for him at all. What's next? All right. Well, Jerk, your take. Uh, I, th- I, I understand the point you're trying to make. And I think in a certain situation, I don't necessarily, like, I could see where it's not an issue. However, this is not that situation. And we kind of went back and forth about it on discord, but for those who weren't there, if two people, you know, male, male, female, female, male, male, female, whatever, if two people have an inside joke or they make fun of each other and they do it like that's all well and good. But let's say I turn around and I jump on a podcast and I'm like, oh, AJ, did you hear Rocket did A, B, and C? Even though we laugh about it, she's going to be like, dude, what the hell did you say that for? And I think that's the situation that we have right here where in the moment, Catherine Tappen was like, okay, yeah, you're hilarious, whatever. But because it was put out there on a, on a, on a platform that lots of people are listening to, I think she was a little tilted by the fact that now a lot of people know that – Ronick is trying to be like, oh, hey, me, KT, and my wife, we're going to do this, right? And so I think she was a little slighted by that. I think that, too, that I didn't think about. I'll give you that. Yes. And I and I think, too, you mentioned that the Chicklets guys, they may have been egging Ronick on. I, I will agree with that. They they do kind of say, oh, you know, give us some stories. But I don't know if you caught this that part of the podcast, but I think it was Biz Nasty. He said, like, anytime we have a guest on, they have 100% creative control of what gets posted. And so it's kind of on JR that he wasn't like, hey, the wrong person might get upset by this. Maybe we should cut it out. I think it's on JR to not recognize that. And I just think, like, it and and again in the right dynamic like if rocket and i were just hanging out just her and i and i made some dumbass comment or she made a dumbass comment we'd probably laugh it off and that's the end of it but i think it's when it gets put on this platform that's when it's like like why would you say that because now i look a certain way you know what i mean i think it's all about appearances and also too it doesn't matter if you are the leading analyst for a sports channel or you work in a warehouse throwing boxes like if you make a comment about a coworker that is at all sexually suggestive it's not good, and this is not a cancel culture thing. This is not a two PC thing. This is just a being respectful thing. Okay, and, I, and, I get and, that. I get that. But uh, and you know, the last last time I looked, Jr. and I are a lot closer in age than you are with him. <laughs> okay, and maybe there's no, and that might have something to do with it. That I've, you know, all the stuff that I've done with DJing and everything like that. We've definitely seen some interesting things that have happened and occurred and we've had jokes like this where it's like you happen to be hanging out there's there's been multiple times where 
It's like I'm sitting there with my girlfriend and like one of my buddies, one of my best friends, his girlfriend is also hanging with us because we're waiting for him to finish doing something that he has to do. And it's like, oh, you know, gee, AJ, you taking home two girls tonight or whatever? And it's like, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's a slow AJ, night for me. Is this conversation I, oh, being broadcast? And I was just to- about to mention that. And that's the whole thing. It's one person coming up and me saying that to that right. one person, just like Jeremy did saying that to that one person. But then I didn't get on a podcast um, six months later and share the story. So that part right. I do get, but I still go back to it just sounded, number one, it was very clear. It was an obvious joke. Like he was just mm-hmm. telling a story of something that happened. And then again, in the very next breath, he was talking about how amazing she is. So okay. with just that, because it is an obvious joke doesn't mean it is an appropriate one, regardless mm-hmm. of how much of a joke, how much of a joke. It's just a joke. doesn't matter if it was a joke or not. It matters that it was tasteless. It was unprofessional and it shouldn't have happened. Uh, yeah, 100 percent. Just and, a joke is a bullshit defense for and, his and, behavior. And, and I've seen it on Twitter. I'm seeing it in the chat. I've heard it like I. I, I want to say now, I yes, I'm a whatever whatever the vernacular is, Gen Z, millennial. Well, I was born in 1995. I'm young, okay. But these two lovely people that I do this show with every Sunday for the last four years can tell you I don't get offended very easily, and I can still recognize when a situation or a comment is appropriate or not appropriate. And this Jeremy Roenick, Catherine Tappan situation, this is not being easily offended because as we've determined, I don't get easily offended. This is not being easily offended. This is not PC or cancel culture. This is a matter of being respectful. Okay. And I, and I hate seeing it where it's like, you know, and you see it all the time, you know, where it, whether it's a, a sexuality thing or a gender thing or a race thing, it's like, oh, come on, we're just cracking jokes, you know? And it's like, it's like, okay, yes, like you may think they're funny, but it's not, it's, it's a matter of just not being insensitive to somebody else. You know, I'm not, well, let me go- ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. How, how many listeners does it take until it's too much? What do you mean by that? Well, because the thing we had said was like, well, you know, if you're telling this to like a couple people in a bar or whatever, oh, it's perfectly fine. It's a funny, you know, anecdote story kind of a thing. But it seems to be like the big thing is, well, it was on a podcast that has thousands of listeners. So it's like, so what level of listeners is it? Would it be well, too much? Like if Jeremy had said it on our podcast and it I didn't still make think it would have been a- I still okay. think it would have been a problem just because it's it's being broadcast out there to people that Catherine Tappen doesn't know personally. But right, also solid point. I, but I think the main crux of the issue is that it was a story. It was a story that was told without her permission. I'll give you that. I just because feel like I've she, heard a lot of people say things that are far worse sure. that that their punishment, if you will, uh, was far less. I, yeah, and and I I just think it's a matter of like, um, you know, it, like I think if Catherine Tappen was like, oh yeah, that's funny, tell that story, no problem, because obviously she's not uh, bothered by it, she thinks it's hilarious. I think it's totally fine. But you can go back, you can do a Twitter search, you can see her tweet in the immediate aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. She was she was she, she clearly did not. You know, she maybe laughed it off just to avoid an uncomfortable situation, but it was very clear that she she didn't want it put out there at all. And then the fact that it was without her permission, without her knowledge, I think is what kind of set everything off. 
All right. Okay, the one thing that I definitely wanted to have you in to talk about, because I don't know everything about, I don't know, well, let's be honest, I don't know anything about anything, but <laughs> we now have, you know, Couture's missed a lot of time, Hurdle's out for the season, Carlson's out for the season. What does this mean for a strategy for Doug Wilson in order to use this long-term IR cap space in order to make moves for the future to help the Sharks? So basically what it is, is now the Sharks and, and Eric Carlson's not officially uh, on long-term injured reserve yet. Most How likely that not possible, <laughs> right? Most likely if I'm, you know, processing this, this whole situation correctly, most likely they're going to wait till they get back home. They're going to call, they're going to call somebody up so that they're like right against the cap. Like maybe they have like $10 in cap space and then they'll LTIR him to maximize the amount of cap, the amount of dollars they can go over the cap, and then send homeboy back down so that they got hella money to play with. As for strategy, if I'm Doug Wilson, I'm going to these Stanley Cup contender teams who need a third line center, but they have no cap space. Be like, hey, Chief, we'll take big bucks off your team, but uh, you got to kick us a pick. If David Backus had one year left and not two years left, 100%, that's the tree I'm barking up. Really? Yes, sir. Because it from – and again, David Backus has has one more year after this year on his deal, so it's not even a conversation. But, you know, a, a, a $6 million cap hit for a guy they're not using. And Boston, rumor on the street is they want to add a top six goal scorer. If they could shed that $6 million, they would love life. And so – Say Bacchus was going to be a UFA this summer. They get rid of it from a Sharks perspective. It's gone July 1. Who cares? Just take it on. Help them out and get some scratch coming your way as well. You know, I that's got to be the play, I think. And I would have to go through all the teams, see what really good teams have a high-priced guy they're not using, and then maybe go from there. But 100%, if I'm Doug Wilson, that's that's what I'm doing. Because as we saw, Carolina buying out Marlowe for the Leafs got them a first-round pick. This is true. All right. Uh, again, it's going to make for an amazing seven days over this next week. I can't wait for next Sunday. We, we can talk about some more stuff. So, uh, Rocket, Jerk, let's go for foreseen points. Uh, aside from Brendan Dillon, Rocket, nobody can take Brendan Dillon because that's the, that's the easy play. Who is not wearing a teal jersey next Monday evening? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go Kevin the Bank. Wow! Ooh, that's oh, that's an off the board take. Me likey, yeah. me likey. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that as a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I think Rocket might be onto something there. Your, I mean, your joke is my hard line. No, like it, like <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. I love Kevin LeBanc. Got the jersey. Love the player. Everything. But if there's a situation where maybe you can up use him to upgrade elsewhere, I think you do that. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, uh, let me so say Skyler, Skyler for the two dollar. Whoa, hello, two dollar donation. No, uh, hello, Skyler. Cody CC, I, welcome to San Jose. Thank you so much for the donation. Remember, anytime you use the super chat function, automatically your comment comes on. Skyler, we appreciate the two dollars. Obviously, your loyal listener, loyal Give Discorder, we love you. But. What? Good effing God, do not put Cody Cece to San Jose out in the universe. 
because that guy is like the worst defenseman in the league. Uh, so let's let's not even have that conversation. But again, appreciate the two dollars. We love you, buddy. I want my two dollars. Do you remember when Doug put the feelers out that he was going to trade for Kevin Bieksa? I know. Do you remember? Do you remember? That was I, awful. I remember those dark times. And then you and then you look at An- what Anaheim gave up for him, and it's like, oh my god. Okay, thanks for not doing that, but why yeah. did you consider it? Yeah. Um. So to answer your earlier query, yeah, Ro- it, Rocket is on the board with Kevin LeBanc. Kevin LeBanc. Uh, yeah. I'm and you said Brendan Dillon is exempt. Not, yeah, Brendan Dillon is an exemption because it's the most obvious play. I'm gonna say. And even though I, I don't necessarily agree with this, but I'm going to say Melka Carlson, because how many times do you hear, you know, a, a potential Stanley Cup champion team say, well, you know, if we had one more fourth line guy who could play hard minutes for us, you know, it'd be the it'd be the big difference. Just one guy. And and, and, and I think that's it, that's 100 percent an appropriate uh, statement to make. You know, I, I, I think any Stanley Cup team would love to have Melka Carlson. I mean. Clearly, as we've seen in the last five years, he's very cool under pressure. Um, he can play up and down the lineup when you need him to. And yes, I know his contract sucks, but he's still a good player. And, you know, killing penalties is obviously huge. How crappy yeah. are you going to how crappy are you going to feel if you let in the game winning goal on a power play in the cup final? Uh, and you probably think, not as bad as when you let in a shorthanded goal in game six. But OK. Right. But what I'm saying is like you can like you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, look at the Washington Capitals, look at uh, look at the St. Louis Blues. You can never have enough bodies. Yeah. And well, and I think and, and again, we're talking about weaponizing this LTIR space. Now, all of the sudden, the Sharks can be like, hey, uh, Team X, we'll hold on to 50 percent of the salary, but that's going to up the cost. <laughs> What's dude? Do not mention Michael Haley ever again, ever. Who? Uh, yeah. Uh, so my choice, little off the board maybe. Um, Aaron Dell. The dude has. I mean, the dude is posted nine twenty four over his last ten games. Who doesn't want you know a little extra insurance in net in case something goes off? I mean, mm-hmm. that is literally your last line of defense, and the Sharks at this point. <laughs> you're committed to Jones. And you're committed Aaron, to Jones right but, now. And, yeah, but I mean, and Aaron Dell's making 1.9. That's real easy for, it's real comfortable for another team who's like looking to go that they could suck that up for a couple months. Maybe, and maybe it's even a case of he goes somewhere else and then ends up signing back with the Sharks next season. Who knows? Uh, certainly, Cornosh, after have, being an AHL All-Star last year for the Barracuda, not lighting the world on fire this year. Sachenko not doing much better for the Barracuda, although there was a, a pretty nice win for the San Jose Barracuda tonight, 5-2 to two in Bakersfield. Uh, playing again tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Uh, third of the uh, three-way, what is it, bobblehead series? So Anyway, um, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Aaron Dell is my pick for that right now, just because he's really increased his his value. Uh, let's. Uh, t- I knew this was going to be a long one, of course. In fact, we're just going to edit out. That's what f- she said. Right. We're just going to edit out the first thirty minutes that that jerk wasn't on. And it wasn't. <laughs> uh, very quick. Saturday, February 29th, starting at ten a.m. 
And remember, that evening is the game that uh, is Marvel Night for the Sharks. So they'll be having the Evander Kane um, Black Panther bobblehead. <laughs> Uh, why is it going to be Yikes. black? Uh, yeah. Uh. Yikes. Uh, indeed. But uh, at the Poorhouse Bistro Studio, starting at 10 a.m. that day, is the uh, Hockey Collectible Expo that's being done by a buddy of ours, friend, uh, Mitch Amaya. So if you want to see some cool game-worn jerseys and have some pucks and other little things for trade and purchase, go check that out again Saturday, uh, Saturday February 29th, 10 a.m., uh, probably be there a little early to check that out, but should be fun. Uh, okay, a couple hot takes and then we can get out of here. Uh, and this is just me. When the fuck did ESPN become the BuzzFeed of NHL stories? Like, all of a sudden, their clickbait headlines on Twitter are driving me nuts. Or I, so I'm sorry, not on Twitter, just on their website. If you look at it, a lot of their stories, it's become very much BuzzFeed. And then Yahoo's NHL on Twitter has become the BuzzFeed of Twitter where everything is clickbait. I don't know who's behind that account, but they need Matt Dumba to stick them in the fucking nuts. I'm just saying. Well, it's about building a brand that stands out from the others. Oh, yeah, there's a way I, I would also... to not do it douchey, but okay. Wait, that's, you... that's a fair point. But, I mean... <laughs> Building a brand that stands out for the others. You mean in the Austin Matthews way or in the Piki Subban way? Yeah, I I think both are applicable. Honestly, I mean, I mean, prime example. What are we talking about? Them. Yeah, solid point. point. I will say too. I know a lot of Sharks fans are pressed with Yahoo Sports NHL or whatever their name is. Um, (laughs) but I, I I gotta I gotta give them a little little props here. Um. They they created a list on Twitter called Hockey Follows, and I think there's 400 or so people on it. It is all the insiders, all the teams, all the writers and, and reporters and everybody, and me. Are so you serious? You. D- yeah, 100%. So thank you, Yahoo Sports. <laughs> I don't know what I did. But weird. <laughs> it's weird, but I'm not upset. <laughs> oh, I see. Nepotism. Okay. Anyway. Uh uh, Jerk, you you enjoy the occasional international hockey game, do you not? Sure. Can you explain to me what the fuck this is? Oh, uh, that's uh, Matthias, uh, I think it's Ted and me. Yeah. Um, pulling a little dipsy do in the shootout there. Dipsy do? <laughs> How's it a dipsy? Dude, he literally just pops the puck up and says, yeah, I'm going to bat it in from two feet off the ice. Yeah, all all skill right there. No luck. Um, you can do that. You okay. know it, it, how how quick does the NHL make this move illegal? I don't know. I mean, I could see it because if you that set, this replay right here, if you watch, he does flick it. I mean, I don't know. It, it it's so hard to say. Like haters will say that he flipped it backwards, but I mean, I don't know. I just think you see this with the in Euro leagues all the time. Like it, it it's more loose over there. Yeah, no, like, I, I, I I'm totally down with. Time. I'm totally down with that, but the, it pisses me off that they took away like the whole spinorama thing. It's like, look, you've you've taken, you've made the five minute thing three on three, which is sort of gimmicky, but is entertaining and for the most part tends to get the job done a lot more than it used to. Right? Am I right? What was it before? What was overtime before? Four on four, right? Four on four, yes. Yeah, and not very good hockey. Three on th- three on three, much more entertaining. 
could they add two minutes to it? Eh, it might be nice, but whatever. Do it five minutes. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it. The thing is, it's like, look, you've already gone to this gimmicky shootout thing, which is about the same as just having the goalies meet at center ice and go three, you know, uh, best two out of three on Rochambeau. You got rid of the spinorama. You took that out of the equation. Why? Like, I think it should be, dude, if whoever figures out how to put the puck in the net fastest, let that happen. You <laughs> know, should just take the shootout out and let it end at a tie. No, no, because nobody wants a tie. Nobody wants to see the damn shootout anymore, though. And you can't make these guys go to like winner. quadruple septuple overtime, especially if they've they, got a double headed no, 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 the next you don't day. Have that, but you can, they should do 10 minutes of three on three. Yeah, but you know what? They brought that up to I'm Scott so Hannon, and he's tired. like, no, that's going to burn people out. It's gonna, That's it's... because Scott Hannon is old and can't skate. Well, it's like, because Scott Hannon never ask. played on three-on-three. Three. <laughs> that, <laughs> no. too. No, I get that. But even if we keep it at five-on-five, five, my whole thing is, dude, just let let this switch up, switch it up so you can just go, you know what? You do two, one of two things. It's already a fucking gimmick, right? So let's make it more gimmicky in one way or the other either the opponent chooses your the person who shoots right like you're gonna be like okay yeah so for the sharks opening uh, shooter we'll take uh melker carlson right (laughs) something like that or you just say you know it's like the like designated sniper and instead it's just kind of like um yeah we're gonna go with timo meyer he's gonna be the guy who just continually shoots over and over and over you just get one guy so let me ask you this because in in uh, shootouts for international competition after the first three shooters you can throw out whoever you want as many times as you want so okay then that so that's what i'm saying like how do you feel about that i I have no problem with it rocket so like say you do like meyer carlson couture and then it's like well you know what uh you know, LeBanc is really good for us in the shootout. So LeBanc, 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 LeBanc. Right. Like it's it's not unheard of. <laughs> Rocket, how do you solve the shootout problem? I uh, take it out completely, and you do three on three for I don't know, like three three <laughs> periods of overtime, and <laughs> then if they don't do win, that. you go to. The... Well, you know what? Don't ask me my opinion. If you like, I don't know what they're going to do practically. Like it all sucks. I think no. shootout completely go away. Like, yeah. but I don't care to give my opinion if all I'm going to get in response is, well, they're never going to do that. They're never okay, great. They're never going to do that. Don't ask me what my response is. I don't care. So what you're saying is that we should, if, if we're talking about cancel culture, we should cancel the shootout. Essentially, <laughs> if everybody's going to complain about it, then fucking com- like I, I, I guess just take I mean, it away. Then then you won't I, have anything to complain about. We'll see, and that's the problem. Then, the, well, uh, three on three is too fast. They can't see the puck. <laughs> There's, it's always what? something, right? <laughs> Put the fucking puck tracker back on it, then. That's not my problem. No, but that—that's what I'm saying. It, you're right, Rocket. It's always like it's. There's always something to be upset about. You know. So, so it doesn't matter then. Like, if it's a problem that needs to be solved, but it's an unsolvable problem, is it actually a problem? <laughs> Speaking of unsolvable <laughs> problems, did you see what Satan said in the chat? He said some wise things. He said, "Rocket is my future ex-wife." Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I'm I'm not even going to sign a prenup, baby. <laughs> just uh, alt steer it right into the skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So no this prenup. went like twice as long as we thought it would. That's awesome. Uh... A, a tight, a tight 
100 minutes. Yeah. Oh, tight far beyond that, five. buddy. Dude, far beyond that. So, yeah, tight 187. Okay. So, again, if you missed us, we are on all the podcast platforms. And if there's one you use that we are not, <laughs> let me know, and we'll get us right on there. All the replays are on YouTube, and everything's at tealtownusa.com. Don't forget to follow us on the social media channels. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. And we're all good with that. So, last licks, and we're out of here. Rocket. All right. First of all, I got to get shouts out to State in the chat saying that he should go 20 minutes of three on three, then 20 minutes of two on two, then shootouts with the backup goalie shooting. I, I fully, all right, I'm on board with that. Uh, my name is Rocket Backhander. You can find me fully on board with a lot of stuff over on Twitter. Uh, capital R, capital B, little at Candor76. That's R back, Candor76. Or you can, I don't know, check me taking pictures of myself in weird poses where weird stuff. I'm bored. Over on Instagram. Rocket Backhander, one word. Keep it weird. AJ. Jerkman. Uh, so, hello. For those who don't know, I literally landed uh, two hours ago from seeing the Sharks beat the Minnesota Wild in person. Gotta say, boring game. But I had fun and I'm glad I went. Uh, for those who don't know, the Detroit Red Wings have won 14 games this season and they've played 61, meaning they're on pace to win 18. As I always say, it's bad with the Sharks, but it could be much worse. And if you agree with that take, you should go to Twitter.com, uh, click on the search bar, type hockey underscore jerk, click me, click on me, then click follow, and then send me a tweet that says done, and I will forget to see it. Or there evidently go. go to the Yahoo list, and he can just find him there. Uh, evidently. I mean. <laughs> Man, talk about exclusive access. After dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, in fact, I think we have a gif of uh, Jerk and Yahoo Sports while we are all Brody. Oh, my God. <laughs> That gif has so much, such a long shelf life. Dude, it's the gift that keeps giving. Absolutely. So uh, I am AJ Strong, but <laughs> underscore strong on the social media accounts. So deal with that, people. Uh, we're all underscore up in here. So thanks for watching. Yeah, this went for like twice as long as it normally does. And I'm about ready to throw this fucking beer bottle out the goddamn window. I got to be quite honest with you. So we'll see you next week for show 93 with any luck. And maybe we'll have some trades to talk about just before the NHL trade deadline. Don't forget tomorrow. It's a double header. Well, if you're listening to us tonight, whatever. Monday, it's a doubleheader. The Florida Panthers, <laughs> then the Barracuda. But remember, the grand opening of the Juno Bar over the south entrance at the tank. Thanks for watching, everybody. And um, if you see Puck Guy, ask him, is that... Dude, I think you have something on your face. Good night, everybody. Wow. I did.